Auzubillahiminashaitanirajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh I welcome you all to Holy Matrimony in Islam Holy Matrimony in Islam is um, the title, the name of uh, our program or segment and this is um, episode 2 What I just want to quickly discuss with us is um, Mahar How do we utilize our Mahar? Some would say I mean, some understand mahar as sadaki, bride price, some will say dowry and all that, but in all, dowry is not the correct one because in Islam, we don't accept dowry. Dowry is the amount, money, or price, or gift given to a man by a woman to validate their marriage, which isn't so in Islam. In Islam, it is the man that pays the mahar to the wife, so we don't use the word dowry. So you just prefer it's it's most preferable you just call it mahar or sadaki or because some even argue that it is not even the bright price. So whichever way, I believe that saying mahar is just the best way. My opinion, though, mahar is because mahar best describes you know what mahar is what validates the union so that's it now sisters how do you utilize your mahar you see as a woman it's incumbent on you to demand what you want as your mahar anything of your choice discuss it with your spouse to be tell him what you want what you want don't assume oh, you can't afford this so let me just ask this no tell him this is what i want for my for as my mahara he is not the one to tell us if he is not capable to you know provide you or give you what you desire for a mahara then he will tell you that oh i've had you but this you demand i don't have or i can't have afford then you both can see it discuss it and reach you know an agreement on them what you eventually set it for but whatever you're settling for let it be something coming from your heart something you're willingly you know something you're willing to to to, to, to collect as your mahara something that is being forced upon you to collect so that is why when you're discussing mahar, mahar should be discussed between the intending couples it should be negotiated between the intending couples and not the parents you know in some traditions, we have parents where parents are the ones that negotiate that daughter's mahar and the husband's family pays the wife's to be mahar to our parents. No. Some traditions, some customs, the father, the, 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 the father-in-law, the, 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 the wife's father, we even return the mahar to the husband or the husband's family saying, oh, this is the mahar we brought to marry our, our daughter, but we are not selling our daughter. Take back your money. No. This is just culture and it is not acceptable in Islam because it is the mahar that validates. It is the mahar that makes the, 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 both the husband, the man and woman to be allowed to themselves. It is that mahar, you know, that makes them permissible for each other. It is that mahar that pronounces them as husband and wife. Not like some will say, what's uh, the most important thing in marriage is offering a sentence. No, yes, there must be an offer either from the woman or the man, and there should be an acceptance willingly. 
that oh yes i read your offer but that isn't what validates a marriage because even in zina we have offer and acceptance a man will propose zina and the woman to be accept but so in marriage what validates what validates the marriage is the mahar is the mahar is not pitting everything is just rounding up to zero so now what i just wanted to say is sisters collecting this mahar isn't the problem here but what you do with the mahar that was why i said utilizing your mahar how do you utilize your mahar now when you receive your mahar someone some men will say probably when negotiator will tell you oh okay i can afford it but for now i can't probably the man has his money tied up somewhere and he's like okay fine is that what you want i'll give it to you but please be patient with me at so 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 date so 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 time i'll give you this your mahar fine now there is a promise it is possible and it is permissible in islam that you 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 perform the nikah then you receive the mahar in a future date it is permissible although some schools of thoughts imam most especially imam maliki he says that he, he supports that the mahar should be paid as at when the marriage is being conducted and that is very good ask me why because we are human we here so we don't know what in our some men probably i don't know one thing might just lead to the other and what if the man dies after free life but it happens we've seen we've had cases where groom dies on their wedding day you know we have right that dies about the groom because now we're talking about the mahar now what happens she didn't receive a mahar are you expecting her to stay for either <laughs> so so many questions will be coming that's even if that's even of course if she wishes she can't she can stay if she wishes but what happens in the case whereby the man takes the wife home he has copulated with her he has you know had intimacy with her and days after or so months after even years after he still yet to pay the mahar and he divorces her then what becomes of the woman probably she already has children with him and you know she's getting older and you know at time effort everything spent in that marriage she wouldn't just want to her only option would just be let me just stay and then she would just have to accept anything that is being offered to her and which isn't supposed to be so so the mahar is most preferable to be paid at the spot but if it wouldn't be paid at this point, then the husband should make a promise when the mahar will be paid. And the date he will choose to pay the mahar shouldn't be a far date. It should be something very close within the reasonable period of time. So, women, sisters, when you receive your mahar, this is just an agreement between you and your spouse to be. So, when you receive your mahar, probably has paid you in full or half, or you promise to pay in future when you receive your mahar what are you going to do with your mahar ensure ensure you utilize your mahar very well use it for something tangible something resourceful something fruitful something that you you'll get to see in the future and you'll be glad you used your mahar for it don't just use your mahar for, for for liabilities don't use your mahar for things that 
they will just go away with time use your mahar most especially if your mahar is that you know huge you can use it to probably get an asset probably get you know tangible things that appreciate not things that depreciate not things that you have to spend your money in it i know use your mouth to start probably a business you know something that will yield results something that you'll be glad to use your mahar for don't just use your mahar for just anything no use it for something that will bring you memories fine good you know sweet memories I know of some sisters that they collect yamarat and you use yamarat to, to buy makeup kits and that. Not for even business. They you know for business like they want to be a makeup artist. No, they use yamarat for makeup and they use it's good. It's a decision though. But why not use it for something more, you know, long lasting? Something that you can actually even point at in the future. Something that you can even leave behind as a legacy to your children. That would be very better. It is my opinion. I say you're you're the wife. You're going to receive the mahal. You whatever you do with your mahal concerns nobody. Not even your husband. Not even your husband. So I'm just saying this just as an opinion, just like a kind of advice that it, please use your mahal for something because you'll be glad. That oh I use my mahar for this and you know it will give you joy that yes this is what I use my mahar for so sisters if you've collected my, your mahar and it's still with you it's fine if it's still with you some you might even keep your mahar in your bank account or in a safe place for two three years if you're yet to know what you actually want to use your mahar for it's fine there is there shouldn't be any hurry in you spending your mahar or anything of such so. If you have your mahar with you and you, you you really don't know what to do with it, you can discuss with your spouse, you know, make research and all that and use it for something tangible. And if you're here to receive your mahar, fine. You have enough time to think that when I get my mahar, this is what I want to use it for. This is what I'll use it for and all that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to guide us because whatever one we choose that this is what we want to receive our mahar for, it is only Allah that can bless it. So I pray that Allah help us choose the right decision when making, you know, choices and all. So, my sister, utilizing your mahar is very, very important. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to guide us, continue to bless your union with beautiful children. I know, make it a peaceful home for you. May Allah put his barakah in it. Allahumma amen. I still remain your humble uncle, Mubaladi Babs, Please do take care of yourself and during this pandemic period, please, please, please observe all protocols. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala heal the world and save us from this deadly virus. Allah Muhammad. Until we meet again on this same episode. All the matrimony in Islam. Please take care of yourself and stay out of trouble. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.